Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. Danielle Barry here at the VSIN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on a Tuesday. And we have more NBA playoff action going on. Some more game twos today, three to be exact. Let's start with the Celtics at the Nets. Nets are a nine and a half point favorite tonight, 227 the total. That one starts at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. Now in game one, the Nets did rally back from a first half deficit to win and cover in game one. That was on Sunday, 104 to 93. That was as an eight and a half point home favorite. Again, nine and a half point home favorite tonight. So the Nets do lead the series one to zero. Wes, which side do you like tonight? Nothing on the side. I was looking maybe at the total for the over, but the one thing that does concern me on that over is I think the Nets and Stephen Ash uh, made a nice adjustment. If you go back to game one, Blake Griffin got a lot of the minutes kind of at the uh, quasi five position in in the middle, but he didn't play a lot in the second half. Steve Nash mainly went with a platoon of Nick Claxton and Jeff Green, and that's why they held the Celtics to such a low point total in the second half. So I'm a little bit concerned by that but I do think that this is going to be a better start because we saw in that first game I think the opener was like 225 it closed about 232 and a half usually when you see a move that big on a total more often than not I would look to fade that move in the first half and hence you saw a low scoring first half Mm -hmm. and then it picked up slightly in the second half but I would see a more high scoring game here at least tonight so I am leaning to the over have not bet it yet though yeah, it's not a surprise the Nets got off to a slow start in game one, but, you know, they did bounce back, play a much better second half. I think 
If you want action on a game like this, uh, the money line was much cheaper in game one. In fact, I bet the Nets at minus 320 mm. in game one. Um, you could partway the Nets maybe with the Clippers tonight, mm. and uh, I don't see either one of those big favorites losing, but I don't have a strong opinion in terms of laying the points. If there's a spot you got to play the Celtics in this series, it's going to be game three mm-hmm. when they go home down 2-0. Yeah, and you can play it like first quarter, first half, and that's obviously priced in the market. You can kind of see it for tomorrow's game, or actually Thursday's game, I should Mm -hmm. say, with Miami and Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Milwaukee Bucks minus one, minus one and a half on the road, but the Heat in that first quarter are favorites, so that's something that obviously the guys behind the counter are hip to, so you're not necessarily getting value on the number. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the wrong side, though. What about the Lakers and the Suns? The Lakers are two-point favorites tonight. Total sitting around 210. That game at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. The Lakers shot just 27% from three in game one. Anthony Davis only scored 13 points uh, on five for 16 shooting. The Lakers trailed most of that game. AD and LeBron obviously still dealing with their injuries. The Suns do lead the series 1-0. to zero. Do you expect the Lakers to bounce back tonight? This is uh, kind of a fishy spot for me. I'm likely going to stay away. I actually do like a prop in this game. I like LeBron and his under assist because I think now that he's down 1-0, it's going to be LeBron going to the basket and taking shots early and often. I don't think he's going to be as much of a distributor as he usually is. But if you go through LeBron's career, when his team loses a playoff game in rounds one through three, this is, of course, before the finals, his teams are 39-2 and straight up, and that's 76.5%. 33 16-2, 67% against the spread next time out. And since 2012-2013 season, 19-2 and two straight up in that spot, 14-5-2 against the spread. Obviously, you're, that's why you're seeing a little bit of the move to the Lakers. So, Lakers, by the way, 18-4 and four is road favorites this season. Mm. Well, I did like the Suns in game one, and man, if I wasn't so worried about that zigzag theory, I would look at them for this one as well. Getting some points here. What about Mavs and Clippers? The Clippers are seven-point favorites tonight, 215 and a half the total, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 Eastern. Luka served up a 31-point triple-double in game one. The Mavs shot 47% from three. We have to assume that's going to regress. Matt, you said tonight you think the Clippers, no way they lose. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I heard. No way they lose. That's what we interpreted I would never say that. No, I would never say that. Not in the NBA. But uh, the Clips were the number one three-point shooting team in the regular season Mm -hmm. by percentage. Shot it poorly in game one. Mm -hmm. And the uh, Mavericks lit it up from three. I think you'll see somewhat of a reversal, kind of like we saw last night with the Bucks and the Heat, right? We talked about the three-point shooting in that series. So I think – You'll probably see the Clips shoot it better tonight, defend the three better, and uh, they bounce back and win the game. But I would not say there's no way they're going to lose. I just think if you're going to play any sort, if you just want action, you're going to play a money line parlay. Nets Clippers would be the way to go tonight. The Mavs are also 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games as an underdog. More coming up. Stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. Danielle Alvari inside the VSIN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. Great lineup of guests today. As always, we have Randy McKay, professional better, and Chuck Esposito, the Sunset Station Sportsbook Director. All right, we have a lot to talk about. NBA, hockey, uh, golf, and uh, Dan Dockage is going to be on uh, today's 
discussion topic list as well. Also, college football. Season win totals up at DraftKings, and we'll talk about that later in this hour. It was the first uh, college football regular season win totals I've seen in the market up at DraftKings uh, yesterday. Let's tip it off with the NBA, Wes, and we're going to go with uh, the three favorites tonight, Nets, Lakers, and Clippers. By points and money line, you would say the Nets are the most likely to uh, win. Which favorite is most likely to cover tonight in your estimation? I would actually probably say the Nets, despite the fact that the Lakers are a two-point road favorite. I just don't think Boston has enough here. I mean, there may be a game when you get back to to Boston in the in the Garden where Jason Tatum gets that fifty-plus point game, and like you said, you were very apt in pointing out that scenario. Team down two-zero. That's usually the spot where you see the team that's down really have the urgency. You've seen mm-hmm. it play out not only in the NBA playoffs but also the Stanley Cup playoffs so far this season. So that would be the spot I would look at, but I just don't know if I, they don't have the firepower. I, I do credit Steve Nash and his staff for making that adjustment defensively because Blake Griffin played most of the first half. Didn't really give him very much, but Nothing offensively. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. The combination of Nicholas Claxton and also Jeff Green notice uh, not a lot of DeAndre Jordan either. Uh, so that's what they're really having to do is play kind of the undersized bigs in this small ball era of the NBA. I think that's probably going to continue debating what I want to do on this total. I do kind of lean to the 227, starting to see some 227 and a halves in the market. This this is one of those where it could be like a 130 to 120 type of game. I could totally see that, but the Nets did make a nice defensive adjustment in game one. Uh, to be fair to the Celtics without uh, Jalen Brown, sure. you just can't expect too much out of that team in this series. The one spot where you would think they would come up big to try to avoid the sleep is in game three at home. The Nets just have too much firepower for a Celtics team that's uh, shorthanded. How about Lakers and Suns? Anthony Davis has been very soft uh, in the past couple games against the Warriors and in game one against the Suns. And he said... Uh, It's on me after game one. I've got to play better if we're going to win this series. And I think that's obvious. No matter how well LeBron plays, Anthony Davis has got to pick it up tremendously. Do you have faith in the Lakers to bounce back in this spot? Because the betting market's not really reflecting that. I really thought we would see two and a half on the Lakers. Mm -hmm. We haven't Mm -hmm. seen that. We're seeing one and a half or two. Circa's a one and a half right now. South Point of two. So it's not like a flood of Lakers money showing up. I'm, I'm not sure if the betting public has a lot of faith in this team right now to come back and tie this series. Yeah, and I didn't know what to do with this one either, Matt, because you're seeing, and I thought it would be two and a half or three. The series yeah. price has gone slightly to the Lakers. I think by and large, what, like buck 15-ish in the market, pretty much by and large on the Lakers to be the favorite. But what you said in the lead there about Anthony Davis is absolutely true. Now, in that play-in game, that seven versus eight game against Golden State, he was the guy that stepped up, and I think Frank Vogel made a good move, finally saying, okay, this guy's going to play the five, because Andre Drummond was a little bit lost in that role, I thought, in that game against the Warriors. It was almost like Andre Drummond was kind of getting in the way of his own team's passing lanes. He was kind of just in the way offensively. Hogged up the middle. Yeah, and AD had to really shore it up, and did, I thought, really helped carry them, even though LeBron made the big shot at the end, but when you look at AD, 13 and seven, five of 16 from the floor in game one. That's not going to get it done. You can't rely on Andre Drummond and Marcus All, who, by the way, didn't play in game one. You can't rely on those guys for production. It has to be Anthony Davis. Judging by LeBron and his career and those trends I kind of mentioned here in the opening five minutes, 
LeBron is going to do what he does, and and he's a good bounce back guy, and he usually is going to take over a uh, take over a team, and he's going to give you his production. I think he certainly is. That's why I kind of like that under. I think it was eight and a half on the assist that I saw. Mm-hmm. Might have been about nine or nine and a half with more juice if you want to go ahead and pay the extra tax, but. I just think LeBron is going to be much more aggressive offensively. This isn't going to be the LeBron that's like the quasi point guard, get everybody involved. This is like, okay, we're down one, nothing. We got to go ahead and do this. And and you look at LeBron after he loses game one since the 2011 playoffs, I think 11 and four straight up 10 and five against the spread. Yet all that information is out there and you're not seeing very many two and a halves and very many threes. So this is probably going to be a stay away for me. Yeah, last night I bet this. I bet the Lakers are even money to win the series on the adjusted series price. Which is probably the best way to go if you're betting this. That's kind of what I thought. Because even if they drop game two, you still got a chance. You don't have value in the number, but you still got a pretty good chance to win the bet with the Lakers going home. Uh, like you said about LeBron, he's going to play with a lot more urgency on the offensive end tonight. He'll do that as well in game three, no matter what happens tonight. So uh, look for that. But. Here's the thing about Anthony Davis. I talked about this on yesterday's show. And I'm not big on the plus-minus in the box score because there are plenty of other players on the floor who affect that number. Anthony Davis was minus 18 in game one on the plus-minus. But here's the bigger number, Wes. He played 39 minutes. He had zero offensive rebounds. He's not being aggressive around the basket on the offensive end. DeAndre Ayton really kicked his butt in game one. I think Ayton had eight offensive rebounds. Yeah, 21 and 16 overall, 8 and 10 of 11 at the rim. And you got to have better defense than that. And I think, look, credit to DeAndre Ayton. He's a young center, only a couple years in the league. He has taken it upon himself against Anthony Davis and embraced this challenge. And Anthony Davis, I think, is right when he says it's on him. He's got to be better uh, going forward because they don't have anybody behind him that they can really count on. Kyle Kuzma is one of the guys who's got to step up. KCP's got to hit some threes. There are a lot of guys for the Lakers who stepped up in the bubble last year who need to do it uh, to get them uh, over the hump here against the Phoenix Suns in the first round. Uh, hopefully we don't see LeBron rolling around on the floor uh, Auditioning for an Oscar. Right. The little Daniel Day-Lewis job there from LeBron. And another factor for this game I want to bring up, too. Chris Paul battling a little bit of a shoulder injury, so I don't know if he's 100%. That gives me some pause in terms of betting this game. Market really hasn't reacted to it because if you look at Chris Paul in game one, 36 minutes, only took eight shots, three of eight. Now, he doesn't have to score to be effective. Had seven points, eight assists, and four rebounds. But... You want him to be that decoy where they have to respect that he may pull up at the top of the key and Mm -hmm. shoot a three or that he may drive to the rim because if the Lakers know that they don't have to defend him, Frank Vogel is a good defensive coach and they'll make the adjustments and be able to say, okay, we got, we got to shut out Devin Booker because this guy's not a factor. This guy can't, is not capable of beating us or keeping us honest. So then they can give their defense more towards Booker or more towards Jay Crowder or miles bridges or the other scorers in that starting lineup. Yeah, the other thing about the Suns, Devin Booker outscored LeBron and AD by himself. Mm-hmm. He had 34 points for the Suns, and uh, Jay Crowder is going to have to play better. He was 0 for 7 from 3. So it's one guy, you were talking about Chris Paul. He's a key, no question. Uh, Jay Crowder's got to play better uh, for the Suns and shoot it better for the Suns in this series. All right, let's get to the last game tonight. 
relegated to NBA TV, Wes. You hate to be the team's relegated to NBA TV. The Clippers are still little brother in Los Angeles, apparently. (laughs) Clips. We mentioned this on the show yesterday. If you like the Clips, lay the six yesterday. That number was going to go up, and it's up to seven right now in most spots now, even though DraftKings is at minus six and a half, minus 115. Total of 215 and a half on the total. You would expect the Clips to bounce back to win. That's JVT's pick to win the West, the Clips. And I think it's the right pick. That would be certainly who I would pick. I have no futures on that side necessarily. But I think the line right now is fair at seven. It's now moved to probably where it should be. The way I went ahead and and bet this is I actually bet the series. And I think Circus Sports might be the low in the market right now at one minus 155 on the L.A. Clippers. A lot of 160 out there, 65 minus 170. That's kind of the way I'm going to do it because now that it's reached seven, which I do believe, I know a lot of people, there's kind of a debate amongst different different betters that there are no key numbers in basketball. I'm a believer that there are, and I, I believe seven too. is absolutely a key number. I also think three is a key number. Absolutely. Because seven is kind of one of those games, now it's a different situation in the playoffs, but if you look and it's and it's a six-point lead at the end, a team tries to draw up a three and they don't hit and there's like 20 seconds left, seven's almost that cutoff where it's like, Okay, see you down the road. Good game. Coach gives the wave and and all that. So usually don't see this excessive fouling at the end like you will in college basketball. So now that it's seven, I think that that's probably about the right number. So the way I kind of bet tonight's game was to go ahead and bet the series. And I did lay 155 with the Los Angeles Clippers. Missed kind of the early number. It was a little bit better yesterday. But... I got to think that that they're going to show up. I do think uh, playoff P, as he dubs himself, Paul George. Uh, no love lost between me and Paul George. But nevertheless, he was better in the second half. Now, he's going to need to be better from the opening tip and from the get-go. 8 of 18 for 23 points. I think he had seven points in the first half. He's got to be better. Kawhi and Paul George actually only had 49 between them, and that seems like a lot. But that's not enough against a Dallas team that does have some scores when Luka goes off. 30 plus when you get some contributions and really Porzingis wasn't even that good and they went ahead and beat him by 10 so Mm -hmm. I would expect on like the prop side that Porzingis probably has a little bit of a bounce back game here tonight but I do like the Clippers I'm not going to bet it at seven but I laid it for the series I wouldn't lay the seven either but uh uh, Three-point shooting is such a big factor in uh, how these games turn out. And the Mavs lit it up from three in game one, and the Clippers were not as good as they were in the regular season from uh, three when they were the number one three-point shooting team in the NBA. Let's go to baseball. The game of the night, without question, World Series rematch from a couple of years ago. Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers in Houston to face Zach Greinke. Dodgers been red hot. They mm-hmm. go to San Francisco and sweep the Giants. Kershaw, a slight road favorite here. Minus 124 at DraftKings, minus 116 at the South Point, 114 at Circuit, total of 8.5. And, and Zach Greinke's uh, pitched above my expectations for him this season. Dodgers got a few-cent move here in about the last half hour because Mookie Betts upgraded to yep. probable that he is going to be back in the lineup. And I don't want to disrespect this Dodgers streak of winning 11 of 12 games, and they're doing it without Bellinger. They're doing it without Seager. They're doing it without A.J. Pollock. However, you did play the Mariners, who have been no-hit a couple times already this year, really slumping offensively. The Marlins offense, not much to write home about, nor the Diamondbacks, but it was an impressive sweep over the Giants in San Francisco. Giants had a lot of pitchers that had had good numbers, like De Sclafani, who got absolutely rocked on Sunday. So... 
I look at this, though, and Clayton Kershaw has not really been that great in the month of May here. We are heading toward the end of the month. 5.50 ERA and four starts, seven earned runs over the past two outings that only went about 12 innings. Now, he has been striking out, guys, but you're striking out Miami Marlins and Arizona Diamondbacks. You're not going to be able to do that as much against the Houston Astros, who really the last two weeks of the season have the lowest strikeout rate and lead the league with the contact rate. So these are guys that do put the balls in play and they hit the ball very hard. So I think maybe they could do that against the Dodgers. This Astros team, usually very good against left-handed pitching. Zach Greinke, not the power, not a power pitcher anymore. He's more like a real estate agent pitcher, location, location, location. And he locates very well. He's doing the job, keep controlling games, keep the Astros in the game. Doesn't have like long-term great career numbers against the Dodgers, but I do kind of like him here tonight. I think this is a little bit of a step up in class for the Dodgers yes. getting, getting a little fat and happy on some of the bottom feeders in the league. Well, you made a good point. I was thinking about the same thing. The Dodgers in that nine-game homestand, that was where they had to make some hay. They got off to a disappointing start, and you got the Mariners, the Marlins, the D-backs coming in, and they did. They won eight of nine. I was more impressed by what they did against the Giants over the weekend, like you said, with no Seager, Bellinger, and mm-hmm. Pollock. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure Kershaw should be much of a favorite in this spot. I kind of like Grinky as a home dog as well. Yeah, I do too, and yeah. you're getting a few more cents of value with Mookie's return into the lineup, but this Astros team, they've got some mashers at the top of the order, especially against left-handed pitching. Kershaw might be getting in trouble early, and it could be a short night for him. All right, I bet the uh, Brewers last night over the Padres, and uh, they cooled off the Padres, and that was Blake Snell taking a loss last night for San Diego. Joe Musgrove goes tonight against Corbin Burns. He's got, what, 67 strikeouts and two walks. He finally did walk a couple of guys. But how about this? Despite Burns' red-hot numbers, the Brewers are 2-5 and five in his starts. Mm-hmm. That just uh, doesn't make sense. It's kind of a Jacob deGrom type of issue uh, where he's not getting a lot of run support. But uh, the Brewers, minus 130 or so in the market, total of uh, 7 even though I backed the Brewers last night, I don't think I'm going to play them in this spot. Yeah, I was on them with you last night, and I was debating. I kind of leaned that way tonight, but the money has moved. Musgrove has reacted or regressed a little bit due to his early no-hitter. His ERA was about 2.84 runs higher in May yep. than it was combined in March, April. XFIP is about the same as the ERA. It's like the only starting pitcher I saw that's a regular starter. 247 ERA, 247 on the XFIP, so he kind of is what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, throws a lot of sliders. Those a lot of cutters and he's getting a Milwaukee team that I want to back here because I think this is a good spot. But if you look, the offense is terrible for this Milwaukee team. They have the second worst war, which is wins above replacement in all of baseball. All the the metrics against right-handed pitching, who they'll face tonight, batting average, slugging, on-base percentage, et cetera, et cetera, all near the bottom of the league. So you're worried about this team in terms of hitting. Now they have Christian Yelich back, and now they have Hayura back, who had to have a rehab, uh, some rehab time in the minors. Maybe that's going to be the difference. But I think now that it's moved close to 130, I think the Brewers are the right side, but that's not the right number. Corbin, Corbin Burns' whip is uh, ridiculous. 0.62 through seven starts. Like I said, they've won two of his seven starts. It's it's hard to believe. Yeah, his velocity is up. His yeah. cutter usage is up. He's been almost unhittable. Uh, let's take a quick break. We've got uh, more baseball games to talk about tonight. Braves, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Yankees. And uh, what's Dan Dockich up to in Indianapolis? You're not going to believe this. We'll talk about it next on my guys in the desert visa and the sports betting network.
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. to the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com and download the free oddstrader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need. Now let's get back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. All right, Wes, we had Dan Dockich on, former Indiana player, ESPN broadcaster on in March, and uh, he was a great guest on this show with us. Apparently he's, uh, his bets were not going so well in the NCAA tournament in March. I read this story on uh, awful announcing, and I actually think Dan Dockett is a, a really good college hoops analyst. I think you probably do too. Uh, Dockett had a uh, had a bad month betting, and he was punished. Decided to punish himself and get his second job. So you can read this story if you want to at awful, awful announcing, and. Um, Wes will probably have you tweeted this out yet? Well, I did. I know uh, you tweeted about this. I did make a comment because this was originally written in the Indianapolis Star, which uh, Dan has gotten sideways with a couple of the people at that newspaper, the uh, the Gannett Star, rather, because the Indy Star is owned by Gannett, which also owns USA Today. So what happens? It's in that Gannett network, and then Dan Wolken, college basketball writer, who is not a big fan of Dan Dockich, and vice versa, by the way, uh, goes ahead and picks this up, and it kind of makes it seem like, okay, you don't like the guy, so you're taking a shot because the guy's doing door jatching, and he's just doing this to basically pay off the money here. Dan is not 
going to be evicted from his home. He actually just moved into a new home from what I hear. So, you know, it's like we've been talking about this over the last year that food delivery drivers, since a lot of us have been stuck at home. I think for a you lot did food time. delivery last year, didn't yes, you? Yes, yes. I've, I've done it before. Absolutely. And we kind of were on the narrative that, hey, these people are essential workers because people can't leave their homes. A lot of places aren't open. So you've got people delivering food during a pandemic and bringing it to your door. No contact delivery if you request that. And it's almost like the riders, some of these guys were trying to, uh, I guess, settle some grudges or settle some scores. Uh, by trying taking... to make Dockets look bad. Yes, trying to shame him because he's doing absolutely. DoorDash. If you read the story, he told a rider that he started racking up some big gambling losses in March during the NCAA tournament. He decided, despite being a radio host and an ESPN commentator, he's going to find another work opportunity to get back to his roots. And his quote is, I come from iron and steel workers, teachers. I lost sight of the value of a dollar. Uh, so he went back and decided, quote, I wanted to make the money back. Uh, I owe my family and I lost the value of a dollar. So he got a second job working DoorDash. Uh, and uh, you could probably explain it a little better why he ended up doing DoorDash. But I actually think it's kind of cool he had admit, admitted this. As gamblers, when you do lose, sometimes you do need to punish yourself, uh, whether it's not going out that weekend and blowing money or whatever, if you're having a bad week or two. And Dockage, uh I think, uh, is doing something pretty cool here by doing this and actually talking about it because a lot of guys are trying to hide this, I believe. Right. He's been talking about this daily on his radio show in Indianapolis. And his stepson, I think his home from college, was doing this to make a little extra money. So the original story was told to uh, Barrett Media, uh, Jason Barrett, who runs a sports media site. They've profiled Vison on a number of occasions. And the story was there first, and then it takes on a life of his own. You know what? I don't have a problem with it. I'm I'm amazed that he makes this much money going out in the morning. Usually you want to go out at nighttime when you get the boost, but uh, DoorDash may work it differently in some other places. Imagine or ordering from DoorDash and Wes Reynolds shows up at your front door with food. <laughs> You'd be starstruck, right? Dan Dockett shows up at your front door. Dan Dockett's delivering me my Denny's in the morning. You had, I know you had to do some of this last year during the pandemic, right? When there was no work for a I few did. months. I did. Yeah. I did. Just uh, really mainly to get out of the house. Aaron Rodgers was in Hawaii. He's out of the house on vacation. He's not reporting to uh, the Packers' uh, workouts this week. No surprise. I don't think anyone expected him to show up, but he appeared on Kenny Maine's final sports center last night on ESPN. Did you like Kenny's final show? I did, and and Kenny obviously uh, ties to Las Vegas, being that he was a UNLV graduate. He was a backup quarterback at UNLV to Randall Cunningham, yes. Yes, uh, so we'll see where Kenny Mayne lands next, but I I thought it was nice, and uh, Kenny Mayne did curse at Aaron Rodgers. It was playfully done. It was not a serious, like, a shoot here in terms of an interview. It was about crypto, and uh, uh, Kenny Mayne said something. I didn't see the whole segment, but... Did a good job, was very entertaining. Uh, we shall see. I think the price I saw on Aaron Rodgers returning to Green Bay was like minus $1.40, minus $1.50. So it's starting to not be a foregone conclusion necessarily that he is going to leave. Uh, sometimes cooler heads prevail after time passes. And when Aaron Rodgers realizes he might have to write a $25, $25 million check to the Packers to return a signing bonus. All of a sudden, staying in Wisconsin, not so bad. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe he might change his mind. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Aaron Rodgers. DraftKings college football season win totals are up. There's a couple of uh, eye-opening numbers. We'll talk about that next.
Welcome back in. I'm Danielle Avari. The NHL and NBA playoffs are in action, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Annie McNeil is tracking all of the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all of the basketball insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Now back to My Guys in the Desert with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. Coming later this summer, the WNBA Playoff Betting Guide featuring Danielle Alvari. I would read it. What do you think? She's she's been hitting plays. If you want some winners, you might want to consume that content. She's not shy to play the board, too. She'll play the whole board every night. She's been uh, picking winners in the WNBA, uh, so I expect – Bill Eighty and Ben Fox to uh, tee her up for a. <laughs> They're for a just going to give you huh? more work, Danielle. More work. Avoid it. Uh, Wes, let's finish up with Aaron Rodgers here, because I made the reference to if the Packers refuse to trade him and say, "Hey, we're going to call your bluff. You have to retire." He's got to write like a twenty-five million dollar check to the Packers. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. Uh, so it's either going to be a trade, or he's going to begrudgingly go back to the team. They're going to pretend to make some sort of concession to get him to come back. It's going to be for optics. But we'll see. Aaron Rodgers still talking tough. He was on with Kenny Maine last night, and he said, quote, it's about character, it's about culture, it's about doing things the right way. So uh, SI now, we had the tweet, says, Aaron Rodgers had some choice words for the Packers during Kenny Maine's final ESPN appearance. Uh, JT the Brick, Raiders radio host and uh, Las Vegas radio host, tweeted this last night. I want to see if you interpret this the same way as JT the Brick. Good interview for Rodgers, who made it clear that he's not coming back. Never heard a superstar athlete say that winning the MVP ended up throwing a wrench into the process. He doesn't like or respect Packers GM Brian Gutekunst. I think we agree with that. His ego is massive, but he earned it. Now, I watched it last night. I did not come away thinking he made it clear that he's not coming back. Did you? I had a different interpretation yeah. as well as inaugural Jim Rome smackoff winner JT the Brick did because uh, uh, JT obviously if you don't listen if you listen to his program or follow his tweets uh, JT is a fan of the Las Vegas Raiders I think that would be a fair assessment to say he works uh, worked on their preseason television broadcast so. Maybe uh, maybe John there might want to see Aaron Rodgers in silver and black. Could that be part of the motivation for that, saying that Aaron Rodgers is not going back to Green Bay? I think the Raiders at least would be a candidate for his services. Now, they would have to have a lot more moving pieces mm-hmm. than maybe some other teams, and that's why you're still seeing the Denver Broncos. I think I saw like 7-2 to two plus 350 that he might go there because, A, Denver has done that before, getting a veteran quarterback late in his career, that being paid. Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning, by the way, was released by the Indianapolis Colts. He was not necessarily under contract, so Denver could sign him for what they want. They would have to work out some kind of trade here with Aaron Rodgers, and I know Stink Schlereff, Mark Schlereff, kind of put out, a Denver radio host, former NFL player, kind of put out that, hey, this looks like about as done of a deal as it's going to be at this standpoint. Well, that was what? How many weeks ago was the draft? Like four weeks ago? That was about a month ago. Yes. So, obviously, it's, it's not necessarily that close, but you could certainly see the logic with Denver and then 
Rodgers' camp put out that, oh, okay, I might want to go west. Maybe San Francisco. Well, that door appears to be closed now. Or maybe Las Vegas or maybe Denver. Those would be the likely candidates. Obviously, the L.A. Rams have their quarterback spoken for. So I'm. it's looking more and more like he may end up back in Green Bay. Okay, so last thing on this before we get to the DraftKings win totals. If you are... The Packers, if you're in the Packers' front office, do you try to call his bluff and say, hey, if you want to retire, you retire? Or do you say, let's, let's do the best thing for the organization here and maybe trade him to the Raiders and get Derek Carr and some things in return or trade him to the Broncos and get Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke and, you know, picks in return? As of right now, what would be your solution? What would be the decision you would make in the best interest of the Packers? I would say the latter. I, I think you clearly, you are close right now. You are not that far away from being a Super Bowl contender. You went to the NFC Championship game, so you're not all that far away. You need to add a little bit more around him, but it's it's not like you're some kind of middling team that's 9-7, and seven, barely making the playoffs. You are right there, and he gives you the best chance right now, better than Jordan Love, who may end up being a good player, and he would be the starter if Aaron Rodgers elects to move on but I just think you got to find a way to get it done and if you're yeah, Aaron, you got to when you say get it done you got to find a way to get him back yes to get Rogers back yes okay. I, I think so at this standpoint uh, because obviously if he leaves what, what if that involves firing Brian Gutekunst would you do that if if it's a choice between the two Gutekunst has got to go yeah that's what I would think too all right let's look at these DraftKings win totals Wes we got all summer to talk about Aaron Rodgers we'll see what happens and I'm sure it'll be a topic all summer yeah we'll see hopefully something happens in June um, let's go to uh, college football DraftKings put out these college football season win totals yesterday no surprise at the top Alabama Clemson each eleven and a half shaded under minus one twenty five in a twelve game season. Oklahoma at 11, Notre Dame at 9. Chris Andrews said he's not high on Notre Dame when Chris put up the college football games of the year here at the South Point last week. How about Texas? These are interesting. Texas at 8, under minus 139. That's Steve Sarkissian's first year. Indiana at 8, under minus 150. Like you said, new territory for the Hoosiers here and Tom Allen. And how about UNLV? The Rebels open against Eastern Washington. And still have a win total of one and a half, shaded under minus 125. That is that is pretty stunning to have that program be that low. Uh, hope for better things there at UNLV. But I'll go right to the top here with Clemson. By the way, week one, Clemson against Georgia in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think that uh, Bank of or that Duke's Mayo kickoff classic. Georgia, I think consensus is going to be about a top 5 or 6 team. You mm-hmm. have JT Daniels back, second year with the coordinator Todd Monken, the offensive coordinator down in Georgia. Uh, you know, man, I don't know if that's a gimme for Clemson to really start. So if they lose that game, they're going to go under that total. So uh, I thought that that was kind of different. But Clemson does have something Alabama doesn't have, and that's cohesiveness amongst the coaching staff. Alabama's always having to replace coaches. Of course, Bill O'Brien, now the offensive coordinator down there in Tuscaloosa, as Sark goes to Austin. Mm-hmm. So they're always changing. Nick Saban is like the Betty Ford Center for college football and pro football coaches, really, in terms of rehabilitating them getting them another job so more continuity on the clemson side but that georgia team watch out for them that's going to be a tough game in the open uh, you can go to sportsbook.draftkings.com to check out all the college football win totals i think they're up for every every team in college yeah, football. i even saw I some mac teams yeah. this is the fun belt everything's up like at every conference was up at DraftKings. 
Uh, later in the show, I'm going to ask Wes Reynolds a would-you-rather question about the win totals. Up next, Randy McKay on hockey. He had a winner last night. Let's see what he's got tonight. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Now back to my guys in the desert with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. All right, Wes, let's talk, uh, talk hockey with Randy McKay. Joins us now from uh, back home in North Dakota. Randy, you spent a week in Vegas. Did you have a profitable week in Vegas? It was actually 10 days. Uh, yeah, it was a uh... Uh, it was a small profit, but uh, what I won in Vegas, uh, my Bitcoin uh, kind of went down more than what I won in Vegas. That's that's for sure. Uh, you might have to start, start driving for DoorDash or something like that. Follow him on Twitter at RR39, <laughs> uh, professional sports better in the 2017 VSEN Fan of the Year. Uh, all right, so Randy, you were down at Circa most of the week. You were out here at South Point as well. And uh, you were betting hockey all week. I said you had a winner last night on the Islanders. That was not easy money, was it? You had to sweat that one out last night. 
Yeah, unfortunately, I, uh, my plane was delayed two hours, so I didn't get to watch one play of it. I found out when I landed that uh, they won in overtime, and then I saw how, how Jari uh, misplayed that puck, and <laughs> yeah. uh, Islanders uh, took care of the game there. I didn't get to really watch much hockey last night except uh, a little bit of the Knights game and then the ending of the uh, Winnipeg and the Edmonton game, which uh surprising series to me, but uh, yeah, three games lost in overtime there. That was kind of a shocker. Yeah, I was going to say, I uh, emphasized uh, your win yesterday, but you also liked Edmonton in that series. I know some other sharp cappers like the Oilers, and uh, they got swept, Randy. What happened? Oh, well, they, you know, they ran into a hot goalie in Hellebuck, and uh, they lost that first game. I was actually on uh, Winnipeg that, uh, that first game, and that went well for me. And then I came back because, you know, Edmonton was out playing them pretty much uh, the whole first game anyway, and I came back with uh, – with Edmonton to win the series uh, pretty strong in game two. And then I came back with them even after they lost game two to uh, still win the series at a plus 300. And they should have won that game uh, three, you know, and they're up four to one and they are three to one and they are, they're up four, four to one. one. They blew it in the third period and, uh, and just kind of, you know, lose three games in overtimes kind of, a little bad luck and a, bad, a little bad puck luck, and that was the end of them. All right. Uh, Randy McKay with us. Uh, Wes, I was chasing some losses in this uh, wild Vegas Golden Knights series. Lost uh, game two, bets on game two. Uh, sorry, game three and game four. And I came back last night with the wild a plus 165. So I got most of it back last night. But the wild were lucky mm-hmm. to win that game. 4-2. They were outshot 22-1 to in the second period of last night's game. But the wild... Get the cash at plus 165, and a, a late empty net goal pushes that o- over the total of uh, five and a half. So kind of a, a wild game last night on the Vegas Strip. Yeah, I was with you on the wild. I just thought that price was too high, but how the game played out, you're absolutely right. 40-14 to 14 VGK out shooting the Minnesota Wild. I think the Fortress, which had about a little over 12,000 here at the T-Mobile Arena last night, thought that they were ready to go ahead and move on and play the inevitable with the Colorado Avalanche, but not just yet. So VGK got to go back to the Excel Center and uh, get that win. But Randy, let me ask you about a game tonight because you mentioned the Islanders and Penguins, and I was I wasn't on the side. I was on the under last night because when it's two to two, I often think that that game five that's such a pivotal game, and you have teams that sometimes play like they don't want to make a mistake, and the defense and the goaltending usually tends to show up more often than not. We have a similar situation tonight with Nashville and Carolina. Nashville all of a sudden they were absolutely outclassed in the first two games. Now right back in the series. This has been a home dominated series though with the the crowd. I think have really made a difference. Both teams have won two games at home, but now Carolina upwards around $2 is a favorite tonight. Total at five and a half. I'm seeing it as high juiced at minus 140. I don't know how many totals you play, Randy. Do you have like a limit in terms of how much VIG you will lay on a total? I know some betters do. They don't want to lay more than like a dollar 25. Oh, I actually go up to 140 and I did that this morning on the on the, uh, I actually got a couple of my books at over five at minus 130, and I bet that all the way up to minus 140. Like we said, uh, this series is tied 2-2 with uh, both home teams winning both games. Um, but three out of four of these games have gone over the total, and the games I've watched has been really undisciplined hockey, by the, uh, especially by the Predators. They've uh, given up a lot of power plays, and uh, 
I like the chances uh, each team is getting, so uh, I wouldn't recommend an under in this situation. You know, you played a good good under in that situation last night in the Pittsburgh Islanders game, but the the chances they're getting and these these goalies are like maybe two grade B goalies in my opinion. Um, and they don't make the big saves that uh, the top goalies make. So um, I would say anything over five or over even over five and a half at at a plus one twenty price is the way I'm going in this game. And, Randy, another game tonight, this being game four, so it is going to be back-to-back for the two Canadian teams, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens. Leafs getting the money here, even though they are without John Tavares. Looks like Felino is also not going to be able to go tonight. Jack Campbell going to be in net, and he's been up to the task so far for the Maple Leafs. Carey Price, you know, more often than not, is going to be up to the task for the Montreal Canadiens. He certainly was last year, and I think by and large has been so far. But two-to-one Maple Leafs leading the series price is getting I mean it's it's a lot of Maple Leafs money right now tonight so you're seeing about a dollar 65 even as high on the Montreal Canadiens is this an underdog that will attract your money tonight uh yes it is and I see some actually plus 170s in Vegas I wish I was back there to get that but hopefully by a uh, game time I'll be able to get that on my accounts as well um I consider Carey uh, Price a top uh, grade a goalie of course He's one of the best in the game. Um, we saw a college theme uh, kind of last night with Cole Caulfield. He uh, made a difference for Montreal, even though he didn't score. He hit the crossbar in one shot, and I think he. Uh, I played some props with him. I didn't get the. I don't have any book that has him to score a goal. I saw there's one that has a plus 300 just to score one goal. And I think he definitely does that. But I do have one book that has over two and a half shots on goal for him. And I definitely think he'll do that. And we saw him step up last night, and we saw Spencer Knight step up for the Florida Panthers. You know, like one third of the college or one third of the NHL players now are college hockey players. So definitely need to pay more attention to these guys. They're they're great players, and I definitely see Montreal tying the series tonight. But I don't see them winning the series. I see Toronto still winning the series. All right, so like Montreal tonight, and uh, I see the best price in the market at Circuit. It looks like plus 170. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's what we're seeing now. Maple Leafs have been getting all the money. I expect they're going to be in a lot of parlays, perhaps, with some of these NBA favorites tonight. All right, so Randy's on the dog in uh, that one. Who do you think is going to win that Nashville-Carolina series? I still think Carolina wins a series, but uh, Brenda Moore's got to get in them get in the heads there a little bit. Not, you know, they're playing way too undisciplined, way too aggressive. I mean, there's even, and that's another reason I like the over here. We might even get some two men advantages. I mean, that's uh, it's rare to get that in the playoffs, but uh, I've seen it in this series, and uh, I expect uh, Carolina to step up and get some goals on Sorrows tonight. I mean, uh, he uh, he has to step on their head for the Nashville to win and. They got me twice, uh, both games. I bet the Carolina end game when they went down a goal against Nashville, and uh, I got beaten overtime in both those. So overtime really hasn't been my friend except for last night on the Islander game. You know, it's interesting, Wes. I asked, uh, I didn't ask Randy this question, but I asked four other hockey bettors I know in the last couple of days, if you had to bet one team to win the Stanley Cup right now, who would you bet? Answers came back, Vegas, Colorado, 
Carolina, and Boston. Got four different answers. Well, I would side with Boston because that's the only future I have right now, yeah. a 12-1 to 1 for the Stanley Cup. Very impressive what they did against Washington. Randy, uh, looking forward to the Pittsburgh and the Islander series, now 3-1, to 1, and you also have Tampa Bay up 3 or 3 to 2 rather you also have Tampa Bay up on Florida the goaltending here with these teams and I'm interested in your thoughts we saw what happened with Florida with the young kid Spencer Knight at 20 years old the rookie goes ahead and uh, staves off elimination at least for another night and then you're also seeing Sorokin the number two goalie for the Islanders is three and oh in the series Samsonov the usual starter Sorokin has been better First on the Florida side, do you think it's just kind of like no decision here for Joe Quenville? you got to just stick with the kid after what he did last night. Absolutely. Yeah, he went all in on his future, which is uh, Spencer Knight out of Boston College. Uh, he had a big year. Him and uh, Dryden McKay were the two top. Uh, you'll see him actually in the future as well. He'll, there'll be a two top goalies coming out of the NCAA. And uh, Quenville definitely, I, I believe, will, will stay with uh, Spencer Knight there. And um, I don't know which way I'm going to play that game yet tomorrow, but I'm definitely looking at the, uh, the Sorokin's been a really good goalie all year. He came from the KHL, and I really like the way the Islanders are playing, even though they're getting outshot. Most of them shots are coming from outside where he can easily stop them. And I definitely like the Islanders to close out that series tomorrow. How do you think uh, Vegas, Minnesota goes? Well, the Golden Knights close out that series on the road. Uh, Randy, I know last night you were uh, thinking the Knights at some point were going to uh, uh, find the back of the net against the Wild. They, were, they just uh, were peppering the goalie with shots. Like Wes said, 40-14 to 14 in shots, but they couldn't, could not uh, get over the hump last night on the offensive end. Do you think Vegas uh, wins game six in Minnesota? They've won the first two games there, and the Golden Knights are minus 130 or so, total of five and a half. We're seeing that uh, twenty cent jump in the price there, so uh, I'm going to stay off of Vegas side for sure. Um, as far as the side goes, I'll probably wait till end game and then decide what to do. And that's what I did. Of course, I I checked out the shot chart when I landed last night, and I saw the Vegas was having that big second period, so I recommended a, a Vegas live bet. And I, I'm surprised they didn't tie it last night. Um, uh, I was listening to the uh, play, and of course, it sounded like the refs uh, swallowed their whistles a little bit, and it's uh, kind of what happened there, and uh, Vegas couldn't do it, but I'm definitely looking at just playing that game live tomorrow. I'm not going to blame the, the refs. Right. Vegas just didn't score. Sorry, Randy, that sounds like sour grapes, blaming the refs for his losing bet. All right, that's Randy that McKay. Like Gary we've, we've never done that, man. Yeah, the Homer announcers for the Knights thought the refs swallowed the roses. All right, back hour number two with Chuck Esposito. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.